Good morning, friends. We've got uh, three readings this morning, three short ones. Uh, We're starting towards the end of the Bible and gradually working towards the beginning. The first is in the first epistle of Peter. Then we have one from Romans and then from the Old Testament from Proverbs. So uh, first Peter chapter two. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die in sins and live for righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And now from Romans chapter 10. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, everyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And Proverbs chapter 8. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Pardon? Well, it's going to be expected, perhaps. You're all looking good, but I might say something later on that will change that. Um, Welcome to all those that are out there looking in. It's great to have you. We're always very mindful that there are people out there looking in. And I can tell you this, that there are even some people that have come to this church and visited us here because they first looked in uh, on the uh, website. So welcome to everyone. Right, I really enjoy, I'm really going to enjoy this, uh, this uh, uh, message today. So the theme, uh, changing times, unchanging God. Wow. Um, global history has recorded continually changing times over vast periods. 
In one of our recent news stories, we've all seen it, the pictures of the active volcano in Las Palmas, yeah? Spewing out all that lava and volcanic ash with the lava flow now coming down to the sea. I think there was some more on the news this morning to keep us updated about what's happening. But the volcano in Iceland too made its presence felt in 2010. Did you know that Hawaii has five active volcanoes? Uh, One which has been in continuous eruption uh, since 1983. I didn't know that. Not until I looked it up anyway. That's 1983 that one's been going for. Well, I suppose relatively speaking, that's not all that long ago. The uh, Indonesian volcano, does anyone remember that name? Krakatoa. Uh, It blew its top uh, in 1883, uh, and it has become the most destructive event in recorded history. Volcanoes are awesome. Uh, Destroying the whole island and sadly killing an estimated 36,000 people. That's the power, uh, and that's only a small eruption, really, in terms of what can be. And the explosion was heard nearly 2,000 miles away. Awesome, isn't it? Volcanoes are awesome, and we haven't even seen the beginning. If I can use the word, we haven't seen the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) But not only do volcanoes show the history of change, um, but what about the scars left uh, all over the world's surface by glaciers? Yeah, incredible. Um, From the the various ice ages. Um, They've carved out huge valleys and ravines as they've moved down the mountains towards the sea. I understand that that's due to, to, uh, to the influence of gravity that they move. I always thought they slipped down. <laughs> Shows how much I know. I really needed to do this today. Now, all, all that took more than just uh, a day or two, and that's for sure. Well, now, let's look at world history when we're thinking about change. World history. Changing times. Uh, And we look at that in the aspect of the rise and fall of empires. Let's just look at biblical history. Yeah, it makes it a bit easier. Uh, And we can begin with Egypt and see what a powerful empire that was in the days of Moses. Then we can move on to the Assyrian Empire. Brief, but very cruel and extremely brutal was the Assyrian Empire. Next, how about Babylon? Babylon took many Jews, including Daniel, uh, into captivity over 70 years, I think it was. And then, if we go flip over to Persia, they allowed them all to come back again. (laughs) Uh, And that's all sort of looking at the ebb and flow of changing times in history. Greece, under uh, Alexander the Great, not a very long life, but he conquered Um, I think uh, what we would recognise as being um, the the rest of the known world. Lastly, uh, in biblical history, I I would think we would look at Rome, uh, which has been described as the uh, greatest empire of them all. And Rome really made all the rest look like amateurs, didn't it? All of them thought they were going to change the world. All of them thought they were going to last 
forever. They show how change in times is a never-ending cycle in the history of the world. What about our own 20th century? We've seen two world wars. Terrible. The first one was the war to end all wars. Yeah? And after the second one, we were going to build a better future for everyone. And if we believe we have succeeded in either of those two goals, then we're in danger of being called naive or, at best, out of touch. And if you think either of those things are true, don't turn your television on when you get home. (laughs) Because neither of them are true. And how about us? Do we change? Mm. This is the bit I like. (laughs) Do we or do we change much? Does the march of time have any effect on us? How about the way we look? Do we change as we get older? Now, it's no good look at the person next to you. It's no good pointing the finger. (laughs) Yes, we've got some demonstrations of agreement there. Now, some of you I know used to be beautiful. Ah, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You must must remember that. (laughs) I used to have hair. And at home, I've got photos to prove it. They don't come out very often, but they're there. The glamour industry, it sells us an image, doesn't it? And then it makes us pay through the nose to try and achieve the image they've sold us. Millions, perhaps hundreds of millions of pounds, have been spent chasing the impossible dream of eternal youth and finding it out to be nothing but an illusion. We have living, we have living proof here in the meeting this morning. I looked at Clint Eastwood at 100. Would you believe he's 100? Dick Van Dyke, I didn't even think he was still going, but, but um, apparently he still is, at 95. And Tom Jones at, at 81. Hey, 81? That's getting a bit close. <laughs> And it's creeping up on me. And all of them show that the changes time has inevitably brought on the way we look. Uh, Many of us, or should I just say some of us, have definitely gone past our sell-by date. (laughs) Would any of you like to have a blow of the nose or wipe your eyes? As the, as the penny drops. <laughs> I always know those who are aware that they've gone past their sell-by date when I go into their homes and the mirrors are turned to the wall. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> and No heckling, please. And what about our mobility? Wow, John's cracked it. He's got, he's got a mobile machine there. How fast does it go, John? Oh, four miles an hour. I knew someone that had one that went 15. They were, they were lethal, I can tell you. Our mobility changes, doesn't it? Can we all do the same things we used to do? <laughs> oh, yeah, but we used to be so fit, didn't we? Sprint walking down to the shops. 
pushing the pram and coming back with heavy bags of shopping. We didn't think anything, did we, of taking the children out to uh, uh, football clubs, swimming clubs, scouts, girl guides, whatever, whatever. We took it all in our stride. We were so fit. But now, well, I went out with my grandson for a 10-minute kickabout in the garden. He's nine last week. Uh, And I had to come in after five. And my back still aches. Oh dear, I might ask what's happening to me, but I'm afraid it's all too obvious. In our minds, we can still do it, and maybe more. Our minds just don't keep up with the changing times our body goes through. You are younger, of course, some of you. And if you're laughing at this moment in time, don't worry. (laughs) There's no... Because your turn is coming. I know. I've been through it. Uh, And because there's no doubt about it, we live in changing times. Our songs have been great this morning. They've all been right where they need to be in line with our theme and our message. So let's have some more and carry on as the Spirit leads. Right, let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you that we can come before you this morning as your children and your people because of what your dear son Jesus did on the cross for us and that he brought us into a relationship with you. We thank you, Father, that you are the unchangeable God, almighty and eternal, who has promised never to leave us or forsake us. We thank you that we can rely wholeheartedly on you in these changing times and can have peace and hope when many others are living in turmoil and fear. We pray, Lord, for many in the world who have lost loved ones and their homes because of earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, fires or floods. And we also remember those who are suffering as a consequence of wars, famines and plagues. At home here in the UK, we ask for a big improvement in the health of our nation this winter and that you would make life easier for those in the NHS and care agencies. We pray for an improvement with the energy problems and the implications this will have on poorer families. Lord, we ask that you would meet their needs. In particular, we think of the people in Dorchester and surrounding rural areas. We pray that the food share programme will be a great blessing to them. We ask, Lord, for those in our church who need your healing, for little Daisy in hospital, for Paul, Graham and Wei Lang's mother. We pray we would comfort Julie in her time of grief. We ask that a place in school be secured for William and Chris as he starts his new job. I just want to pause now for a moment, just mention those on your hearts. Finally, dear Lord, we thank you and rejoice in the safe arrival of baby Xavier and that you would bless Jack and Claire and the whole family at this time. Dear Lord, we thank you for the Bible and its words of direction, hope and comfort which come from you. We would ask that you would bless David as he speaks and that your Holy Spirit would help us to listen with our hearts to what you have to say to us. 
We love you, Lord, and we ask all these things in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Right, I mean, it's in, the, it's, in the, it's in the flow of the Spirit, isn't it? All of this, it's all going the way the Holy Spirit wants it to go. Nobody knew exactly what I was going to talk about, but it's all flooding in, isn't it? It's wonderful. Um, and uh, can I tell you that um, in our prayer time out the back there this morning, um, I had on my heart the fact that whatever happens here this morning is the result, is the result of collective faith. Every person of faith that's sitting in seats here or looking out there today, pray, uh, whether it's in your heart or whether it's out loud, because whatever happens here in terms of a move of the Spirit is the result of your faithfulness and, oh, and sorry, got, got some more instructions. You're, I'm not going to say that all again. But bless you. And there was a little picture that came through of a seeds that can be dropped in water and they don't float on the surface where they're visible. They sink to the bottom and into the mud. And then uh, over time, they suddenly uh, obviously root in and, and you, you see the result of their growth because that does come up to the surface. Now, that's what's happening with you. Your faith and your prayers this morning will produce whatever the Holy Spirit is looking to produce here this morning. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Your faith is active, even though you're sitting there doing nothing and listening to me. Get into trouble. Right. So uh, what I want to do now is we're going to move off now into the more serious side uh, of our message, which is the uh, a lot of scriptures coming in here. Um, and um, let's just uh, pause for uh, a, a brief while. Just utter up some of your prayers that's in your heart right now for whatever it is just just you've only got a few seconds don't worry but just let's do it now as we just come to the lord in prayer amen well uh, even in that short period I've had the opportunity to pray a prayer that uh, is not part of what we're doing today. And uh, we've just had an email in from uh, Wills and Caroline, good friends of ours, way up in Liverpool. And they've emailed in to say, we're watching you. God bless. So thanks, guys. And that, you know, they say if you get one indication like that, it means there's a whole lot more going on out there. This service is being sent out onto the airwaves, and the Holy Spirit can work through those airwaves as well as these airwaves. Right, changing times. So in the midst of all this changing times and uncertainty, there comes some reassuring verses from the Bible. Uh, and uh, in the New Testament, we find this. In Hebrews 13.8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is a very poignant scripture that somebody at the end of our service, that we'll look at, at their life, this has been, become very, very important. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not human that he should lie or change his mind about anything that he has promised. Okay, Joshua 21, verse 45, not one of the Lord's promises ever failed. 
Everyone was fulfilled. And that's worth a woo. That is worth a woo. And that's not just the promises in Scripture, but the promises he's made to you personally in your own hearts and lives. Trust them. Look, out, look for them and receive them. Um, so that not one of the Lord's promises ever, ever, ever failed. It's written to Israel, but it's just as applicable to us because keeping his promises is part of God's nature. So it applies to every one of us. Not one of his promises will fail. So here we have an unchanging God. Here we have stability. How we yearn for stability. God is someone who says that, so who says what he means and means what he says. Yeah. Uh, you always know where you are with both God and Jesus. In the Bible, we find the mind of God recorded for all to see. Now, some things aren't very pleasant. You've heard Roger say that a number of times from here. Some of the things aren't very pleasant. But God isn't trying to win any popularity contest. He simply wants people to know where they stand so that they can make up their own minds about him based on the fact that he won't lie to them, he won't deceive them, and he won't change his mind. Matthew 24 records, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. You can depend on it. That verse is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So there's three aces for you. Let's look at some of the things that God has said which he will never go back on. Ezekiel 18, verse 4. All souls are mine. Everyone here, everyone out there, everyone in the rest of the world, and throughout all the ages. All souls are mine, says the Lord. And the soul that sins, it shall die. That's a promise. That is a promise to everyone. The soul that sins, it shall die. In fact, it's the starting point for the whole of the human race. And you can take God's word for it. There will be no exceptions or favourites in this issue. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know these verses so well. There's loads of people out there who are hearing them for the first time. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In Romans 6.23, now this is an interesting one that you might not have thought about. Uh, The first half of the verse says, the wages of sin is death. That's a promise, and we look at that in a little. You, You will have understood that, but there's more. That's a promise. But the most unpleasant part of that aspect is that nothing of sin and no one with sin in their lives will enter the kingdom of heaven. That's a promise. If sin got into heaven, it wouldn't be heaven, would it? And so we would agree that it is right for God to sit in judgment and keep sin out. But on that day, when it is required for man, and we all have to, to stand before the judgment throne of God, there'll be no need for a jury to pass on a verdict to the judge on anyone. Because the Bible says you will all be self-condemned. No judgments are going to be made there. 
You're going to own up to it. Sin in my life. If you're standing before the judgment throne. On that day of that trial, the mouth will speak what the heart is full of. That will be a change. <laughs> Matthew twelve thirty four. And so on that day when the judge asks, guilty or not guilty, individuals will raise their hands and say, guilty as charged, Your Honour. Being barred from heaven will be a result of the self-confession of sin in their lives. Quite heavy stuff, isn't it? The sin which is a result, and that sin is a result of free will choices made right here on earth. It's enough to give you indigestion if you're something dinner, this, isn't it? Really. But don't switch off. Don't you switch off now, or you will be robbing yourself of the good news to come. Because you may remember that we only read the promise contained in the first half of Romans 6.23, which is the wages of sin is death. But did you know there are two promises in Romans 6 and verse 23? Uh, Because the other promise is that the gift of God is eternal life. Wages of sin is death, gift of God of eternal life. Two promises made in that one verse. And John 3.16 backs it all up. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not die but have eternal life. Now, I tell you, it would be good in your quiet times or in your, uh, in your um, um, life classes, um, try putting on a different uh, emphasis, a different emphasis in different parts of that verse. So let's say it again. You can put new emphasis in different places. Here it goes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not die, but have eternal lives. So where would you put the emphasis? Have a go at that. It's, it's a good exercise. Now, John three seventeen. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. It's good news now, isn't it? Yes, you're looking a lot more peaky, not a lot less peaky now than you were a little earlier on. So you see, there's no need for anyone to stand before the judgment throne of God. It's not necessary. There's no need for anyone to spend eternity outside of heaven because Jesus was sent by God to save us from all of that. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live in his righteousness. I'm righteous, so are you. But not because of anything I've done. I have the righteousness of Christ covering me. He died on the, sin, on the cross to save me from my sin. Psalm 123, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us. Um, We had a children's club once in Cornwall, and um, we were talking to them once about this, that in heaven, there's no record of their sin. If they ask Jesus to forgive them their sin, uh, and obviously he died on the cross to do that, then there's no record of their sin in heaven. And and we use the the example that if you've got a recording of anything uh, on your laptops or whatever, and you press the delete button, it's gone. That page is gone completely. 
Um, and uh, in heaven, the delete button has been pressed when we ask Jesus to forgive us for our sins. <laughs> There's no record of them anymore. Oh, that others on this earth might follow the same example. Isaiah 1, I love this. This is one of my favorite verses. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be white as snow. Do you know why I love that verse? It's because in the version of the Bible I read, it says, Come, let us talk together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be white as snow. God isn't writing me off because of my sin. He wants to talk to me about it. He wants to make sure I understand there's a way of putting it right through accepting him as who he is and uh, into my life to ask him to forgive my sins. Let's talk about it. This morning, it's just the same. Holy Spirit uh, wants to talk to you and you and me about our sins, whether it's sins that we need to have forgiven once and for all because we haven't got there yet or whether it's the sins we committed since we got up this morning. God wants to talk to us about it with the view of putting us right. Oh, I tell you what, I could go on with these verses. I could go on and on and on because the Bible is full of verses uh, about, uh, about God wanting to save us from our sins. The measure of his love is that he sent his son to die. He, he didn't pay a price in, 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 uh, in any other terms other than that he sent his son, the greatest cost to him, to die on the cross. Do you know, this is a good bit. If people believed these verses, heaven would be full and hell would be empty. Do you know that? If people believe these verses that we've had read out here this morning, heaven would be full hell would be empty and i'll skip quickly on here because time is the worst enemy isn't it uh, romans 10 says uh, is the way in w- in which we come to god um, if you say that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved not maybe will be that's a promise you will be saved. So if, so if we do that, we now, we have the answer to the fact that we will be welcome in heaven. Roger spoke last week on God changing his mind. And the cross that Jesus died on was a mind changer for God. You know that? The cross that Jesus died on. So what did he say in uh, our two, ver- our two promise verse? Uh, he said, the wages of sin is death, promise, and the gift of God is eternal life to those who believe in him. The cross of Jesus is a mind changer for God. So although God may change his mind, we've seen that in that verse, he will never break his promises. So on which side of Romans 6.23 do you want to be? On the wages of sin, the wages of sin is death side, or the gift of God is eternal life side. Uh, and uh, that's a question that I pray the Holy Spirit will just uh, take to the very, the very depths of your heart and soul this morning. There's got to be an answer given one way or the other. Um, we have to stand before the throne of God if we haven't um, taken Jesus into our lives. It's entirely up to you. 
No one's forcing you. No one's going to brainwash you. You have a free will. Um, you need to make your own mind up. But remember, it's all about choices that we make in this matter whilst here on this earth. The last verse, um, which is one that Chris uh, read to us this morning, comes from Proverbs 8, verse 35. He who finds me finds life. Now, I'm powerless to make that an impact in your life, but the Holy Spirit can take it into your very heart and very soul and uh, change your life through it. Now, we're very quickly going to close with, um, uh, with an example that I found about someone's life who was massively changed. And I just want to read this. Our next um, chorus, uh, really, is uh, focuses on it. It's a girl called April... Dawn White. I'll read this very quickly. Suddenly, my world changed upside down. Change. Uh, I stepped out of a healthy, active life into the world of chronic illness. Suddenly, periodic paralysis hijacked my body. I had read, but I've read uh, Malachi 3.6. I, the Lord, do not change. My soul was aching to hear that. Uh, I needed those words. Uh, and I said, God, over the past year, so much of my life has changed. I desperately need the reminder that you do not change. We're talking about real issues here. Some people think that we talk, when we talk about spiritual things, they're not real issues. I tell you, these are real issues. People are going through this. Uh, and quickly, I'll read down um, a little list. My health has changed. My mood has changed. My abilities have changed. I can't even lift a cup of a cup of coffee. My income has changed. Can't work. My posture has changed. My head drops, and silent tears fall freely. Unlike me, she says, God never changes. He never has a day off. His mood never fluctuates. He never wakes up on the grumpy side of the bed, because he never sleeps or slumbers. He does not have bad days or bad weeks. God is always good, constantly kind and loving. He is long-suffering, and he is full of tender compassion. Great is his faithfulness. This lady really has got every reason to be bitter about God. But you, you can almost hear that this flow out of her soul and out of her spirit, the joy that she actually have in knowing Jesus. And uh, we close with, my praise has never changed. I substitute worry for worship. My perspective has changed. She's obviously got to know a lot more about the Lord through this illness. My identity has changed. Self-sufficiency is a dangerous thing. We are pretty much living healthy lives. But I tell you, it can be give us a false sense of security. This lady found that it wasn't for good, that, that life can change. Um, my trust has change, changed. I trust in the Lord with all my heart and try not to figure it out. There's a good lesson there. Sometimes we can think God out of the picture. <laughs> the enemy comes in when we start uh, questioning these things. Just accept him for who he is and then let what happens in your heart be the guarantee. Uh, my ability to rest has changed. My assignment has changed. Each day I ask God what he wants me to do today. Friends, my world has turned upside down. Has yours? 
Uh, there's been massive changes in my life. For you, it might not be health. It might be depression. It might be a guilty conscience over something you've got. Oh, yeah, God takes that away as well. Whatever you may have done is gone once you come to Christ. It's finished. So maybe you're hanging on to something that you should be letting go of. And quite often, uh, in those circumstances, it's only Jesus that can make the change. I challenge you today, if you've got those issues, to bring them to God. Write into us. We had an e- email through from Liverpool today. <laughs> Send us emails. Send, come and talk to us because you need to be dealing with these things in your life and it's a promise that God can change you in these circumstances. We're finished with her. Uh, uh, her my circumstances may change, but we can cling to the promise, April says, that God does not change. Thank you. Bless you. But, God, there's a a very valuable word study you can do in Scripture of the times when we read, but, God. And as Dave was unpacking about the changing times historically and that we're all in, there is always a but God. Our God himself is unchanging. We were looking at that theme uh, yesterday as part of Cafe Church. We really didn't get on in our group as we were met here in the cafe uh, onto the, the unchanging God bit because everybody was sharing about their own changing times in the now. And as Dave was sharing about things going on all around us, you could probably share, particularly these last 18 months or so, your own changing times thinking particularly about the changing times for julie as we took the service for robin that she is now without that's a huge change isn't it we remember uh, richard and wilma fagents richard who's just lost his dad but he's been expecting that for a number of years But Wilma from the Philippines, she's lost her sister-in-law this uh, last week to COVID. And the the, the pain in her own heart, this was uh, her sister-in-law, so it's her her brother's wife, her brother, and her brother's teenage uh, uh, or 20 and 18-year-old. They'd all had the vaccinations, but mum refused. She died from COVID on Thursday and was cremated on the Saturday. And now there's now a husband and the two kids that need to get used to their own changing times. And I guess as we think about those changing times and those threats and challenges that we all are going to face at some time or another, it's knowing that there is a but God. He is the one that does not ever change. The same yesterday, today and forever. When Jesus was faced with a, a difficult conversation he was having with some of his early followers and, and there'd been some of the teaching that he'd shared and a few had drifted off and he was a- asking them, well, who do you then say I am? And they got the answer right and that was great. Is that Jesus was saying, well, are you going to drift away as well? And the initial answer was, well, where else can we go? There is no one else that has the words of eternal life. Whatever is those changing times that you're facing, whatever doubts, whatever stresses, whatever difficulties, whatever is filling out or falling out or worse, 
trust in your God, the unchanging one. And we're going to celebrate that with a final couple of songs together. And then Paul is going to close in prayer. Well, we've just sung fire before us and two people put fire marshal jackets on. (laughs) So I'm sensing something. Um, A few thank yous. Thank you, worship team. And anybody that's um, been involved this morning, particular thank you to you, David. And as we think of change, don't change much because we love you as you are. Okay. (laughs) Um, can we we pray dear Lord we thank you that that you are stability in an unstable world that's full of surprises we thank you that um, that we look to you not only for your gifts but an unchanging unsurmountable love that that we just it's so massive we don't understand as we think of change and change within us we ask for discernment. Sometimes we, we listen to the wrong voice. Um, through your spirit, help us hear your voice. And may the people that we share our lives with see change in us uh, for the better. And may your kingdom grow. And bless all those here and all those listening, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>